Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is a Wednesday afternoon. I am happy to say that our uh, good friend, State Senator Siobhan Donovan, Dr. Siobhan Donovan, is going to join us about a half hour from now. I've got some amazing prizes today. My goodness, this whole uh, Virginia distillery event that's going on at the uh, Virginia Museum of History and Culture. I've got two sets of tickets today, and I'm going to give those away to you. In fact, I'm going to give the first set away very, very, very soon. Uh, There is some great news that comes out of Chesterfield County, and it is news that relates to a retired Chesterfield County police officer, a Chesterfield County police hero, a Chesterfield County hero who was targeted by the sitting Chesterfield County Commonwealth's attorney, Stacey Davenport, for reasons that nobody seems to understand, except that Stacey Davenport has made it clear in recent times uh, she just seems to hold cops in contempt. Now, I, I don't know exactly what has happened to Stacey Davenport. Obviously, uh, she was exposed as a result of this Pastor Blanchard matter some time ago. This bizarre move to dismiss charges. We're all still asking the same questions. Who made that call, Stacy? Did somebody reach out to you and say, hey, this? Uh, can you just sort of broom this one? Is that what happened? Did you closely examine this and decide, no, no, this this just doesn't warrant prosecution? Because you didn't actually say that. You blamed the Chesterfield County Police. Now, you may not remember it, or those of your friends in the media who are doing the heavy lifting for you these days, trying to get you across the finish line, and I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, they may not want to address this. But it's a huge issue. And and I'm going to remind you of something. Four years ago, Four years ago, as she was running for the first time for Commonwealth's attorney in Chesterfield County, what did I say? I said, I don't live in Chesterfield County, so I don't get a vote. But if I did get a vote four years ago, I said I would vote for her. Like thousands of people in Chesterfield County, I have been unbelievably disappointed in what she has done to the Commonwealth attorney's office, the way she has conducted herself. And again, this 
this targeting of police officers and deputy sheriffs. It just doesn't make any sense. Let me give you some details on the Joe Diamond matter. And if you don't know who Joe Diamond is, I'm not even going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, you should just hop online, put in Joe Diamond, D-I-M-A-N is the last name. Joe Diamond, Chesterfield County Police, and you can read all about him. And as you're reading all about him and you're reading about his storied career and you're talking about everything that he has done and everything that he has given for Chesterfield County, you are going to scratch your head like the rest of us and say, now why the heck was there ever any prosecution against this guy? So let me share with you this uh, press release from uh, Lodge 47 of the Chesterfield County uh, Fraternal Order of Police. Because they cover this so well. Uh, The baseless charge against retired Chesterfield police officer Joe Diamond, one that has been lingering since March, was officially dismissed by a judge in Chesterfield County General District Court. And the reason? There wasn't any evidence to support the charge. That's one of those things that should be examined, oh, I don't know, right at the beginning. Here's what they point out. The victim, and they do put that in quotes, the victim did not see fit to get the warrant when the alleged incident occurred, but only sought it later. And only after she was notified, the county was taking civil action for her in a related matter. The day after the warrant was obtained, a Chesterfield magistrate, when consulted by the Chesterfield Police Department, said it should never have been issued. An assistant Commonwealth's attorney was then positioned to have the warrant dismissed, also believing it should not have been issued in the first place, but was intercepted and not permitted to follow through with it. Why? Why would you reach out to uh, an assistant Commonwealth's attorney and say, yeah, listen, I know, there's nothing to this warrant. I mean, it just, uh, there's nothing there. It stinks to high heaven, but eh, we're going to go forward with it anyway. Does that sound like justice to anybody? Does that sound like appropriate conduct, behavior? Or, and I'm just, you know, hypothesizing here, does it sound like Somebody somewhere is on a mission to target cops. The chief deputy in the Commonwealth's attorney's office engaged in a recorded phone call with, again in quotes, the victim mocking the attempt to have the warrant dismissed. Tell me why the chief deputy in the CA's office is speaking with the victim again in quotes, and mocking the attempt to have the warrant dismissed. Finally, a Chesterfield judge in a related protective order case to this charge ruled there was no evidence to support it. There's never been anything to this. Lodge 47 goes on in their uh, press, press release says these facts made it very clear to many that the charge was baseless and should have been dismissed without delay. However, that did not happen until today. 
Finally, justice was served, and what should have happened over five months ago happened today when the case was dismissed by the presiding judge because there was no merit to the case, not now, not then. Wow. There is more to this. I'll tell you what, I'm going I'm to share more of it with you. And I've got it posted. I'm, I'm going to share it. It's on the uh, Lodge 47 page on Facebook. And you do need to see all of it. You really do. You've got to take a look at this. And you've got to do some math. Again, I still don't live in Chesterfield County. i got great friends that live in Chesterfield County. I think there's some beautiful parts of Chesterfield County. I think there are wonderful people in Chesterfield County. But I'll tell you right now, if I lived in Chesterfield County, not a chance on God's green earth that I would vote to reelect Stacey Davenport. I would do everything I possibly could to vote for someone else. I think she has turned that office into an absolute embarrassment. And, and I should point out for the record, we had Aaron Barr on, was it last week or the week before? We should get Aaron back. Because Aaron is offering an alternative, and I think that's good. And Aaron has been endorsed by Billy Davenport. Billy Davenport has gone to such great lengths to point out, number one, he's not related to Stacy, And number two, he sure as hell is not endorsing her. And number three, he is actively endorsing and supporting Aaron Barr in her independent run for Commonwealth's attorney. Go back and take a look at the primary. And, and this, this tells you all you need to know about these, these, these moronic open primaries that we have. Stacey Davenport in a, a giant pile of, 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 well, she's in a giant pile. Democrats say, man, we can beat her in a general election. Democrats go and pull Republican ballots in the primary to make sure that they vote for her so that she's the nominee. And then they're ready to slice her off in the general election. Well, I'm going to remind you, there is an independent standing, Aaron Barr, and Billy Davenport, the longtime Commonwealth's attorney in Chesterfield County, has endorsed her. The role of the Commonwealth's attorney is not only to seek justice by prosecuting all matters, but also to dispense justice when the elements of a crime are not present by dismissing improper charges. Stacey Davenport, in her continued efforts to prosecute Joe Diamond and Andrew Trammell, yeah, I forgot about that, demonstrates an absolute failure on her part and calls into question her ability to serve as Commonwealth's attorney. I don't think there's any question about it at all at this point. She's done a terrible job. She continues to do a terrible job, and she continues, for whatever reason, to to, to go after law enforcement officers, police officers, deputy sheriffs, man, it just does not make any sense to me. But uh, this this is what she's doing. I, I just want us all to be very, very, very clear. All right, a uh, couple of uh, details for you, my friends. Uh, the text line is always available to you, 833-804-1140, 833 833- 804-1140. You can always send me a text there. Our friend, uh, State Senator Siobhan Donovan, Dr. Siobhan Donovan, is going to be with us at uh, 335. Oh, 535. We're going to be talking about a book that 
I think is rapidly becoming a must-read. It's called Lost in Transnation. A board-certified child psychiatrist just blows the lid off of all of the uh, transgender stuff that's being pushed at this point. Hey, you know what? Let me give you a chance to win uh, a pair of tickets. Again, Virginia Museum of History and Culture uh, is going to be in September, opens on September the 9th, which, uh, as you know, is, is my birthday. No, I mean, I'm just mentioning, you don't, you don't have to do anything for it, but, you know, if you're thinking about it, that's what it is. And there's going to be a distillery representative pouring samples of whiskey. You are going to get the free evening admission to the museum. You'll get to see this uh, special exhibit, Apollo, when we went to the moon. You've got unlimited samples, so arrange for an Uber. Uh, commemorative tasting glass, live music, food concessions. Obviously, you have got to be over the age of 21, and all guests must have a ticket. If you'd like a pair of those tickets, uh, just call us. Yeah, call our number 11 right now, 833-804-1140, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. One more word on Chesterfield County. Pastor Blanchard had uh, his record wiped clean today. John Blanchard, who had been, as you know, arrested by the Chesterfield County Police, got caught up in a sting operation. Chesterfield County Police said he was soliciting underage girl, an underage girl, rather. And uh, then, of course, Stacey Davenport got involved. And, man, she had a million different reasons she didn't want to uh, go after him, right? Remember that? She had this explanation, then that explanation. Then there was a judge that said, hey, you're just full of it. And uh, she just didn't know which way to go. I- I'm going to point out for the record, because I want you to be aware of this. We have tried for now the better part of two years to get Stacey Davenport on the show. When she was running, she didn't have any problem coming on. And as I said to you, four years ago, I would have said, yeah, I, I, I think she's certainly better than, at that point, the incumbent, Millie. But we have tried over and 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 over again, and she just won't do it. There was also this uh, request that we submit the questions, and I thought, well, no, this this is not a uh, this is not a discovery hearing. We're not doing interrogatories here. I'm not passing my questions by you ahead of time. And then uh, her folks told our flow, oh, well, then well, no, she just uh, she's not going to do it. Okay, well, whatever. Not my not my concern. Except that justice does not seem to be served these days in Chesterfield County. State Senator Siobhan Donovan joins us at 335. It's 326. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Just getting a text here from my uh, friend Reba Trammell, City Council member, 8th District, Southside. Jeff, just wanted you to know the judge just ruled for us to get the casino. Okay, now that means that this initiative, this ballot question, will be on the ballot. The question will be on the ballot. Uh, Will the city of Richmond decide, yes, they would like to pursue the casino or not. Remember last time it was defeated 
Uh, Reva Trammell and others have said, geez, we want a second chance. And as I said, Reva Trammell just sending me uh, uh, a text here that the judge has just ruled in favor of putting that casino question on the ballot in the city of Richmond. Uh, I have been very fortunate for uh, the time that we have lived in Hanover to have State Senator Siobhan Donovan, Dr. Siobhan Donovan, as as my state senator. been very, very happy. And, you know, everything was redistricted, and we're going to be getting a new senator. Uh, I'm pulling for John McGuire, as you know, and I, I think that uh, looks like a pretty good uh, position that he's in. And there are going to be a number of folks who are going to be fortunate enough to have Dr. Siobhan Donovan as their new state senator. So what I've tried to do, I've, I've just wanted to get her on and introduce her, let her introduce herself. Uh, Siobhan, thanks so much for being here again. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. I'm glad to be here. And you will be well served by my dear friend, John McGuire. I, you know, I agree with you. I love John, and, and I'll tell you what, I think the folks in your district, I know the folks in your district are going to be very well served. Oh, uh, thank you. Listen, we just heard moments ago the governor talking about this budget. We're getting reports from uh, ABC 8, 8 News, that in fact uh, we have got some sort of a budget deal coming together. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's in it, what the governor has been trying to do for, uh, frankly, working Virginians and, and your role in that as well. Right. Well, you know, I have many times in the course of my service supported um, doubling. Now, there was a significant 50% increase last year, the individual deduction where you file individually or um, as a couple in Virginia because we are so far behind our competitors. And uh, he proposed that we double it and be in parity or, you know, at least um, competition with our surrounding state neighbors. Uh, it only got a 50% raise last time he was trying to get that accomplished so that you were not dependent on legislators deciding whether or not you got your money back. You just kept it. And so I think what's happened, he, he had a proposal in his budget that that happened, that the corporate tax be reduced by 1% and that the top individual tax rate be reduced. And this is an opportunity, actually, I think all the tax rates to be reduced, which really served people with lower incomes as well. But the bottom line is that he was trying to stimulate the economy with the tools that he has. And this is a governor that is absolutely focused on making sure that we grow the economy, distribute the load between more, you know, citizens and businesses that are participating. And it's the same old, same old. Republicans believe that if you increase your tax base, not only believe, have proven, if you increase your tax base by drawing people into your state, you will have more tax income with lower tax rates for everyone. And that's what the governor's trying to do. And you kind of have to start soliciting those movements by making changes. Um, I think that that was part of the impasse. The Democrats in the Senate absolutely did not want to give recurring tax deductions back to individuals. And the House was holding the line with the governor. And I think, uh, you know, it always is always pleases me to see how good the governor is at consensus building and how easily he sidesteps to get to his ultimate goal. This man is not deterred. So when he found out that they simply said, 
well, we're going to give a one-time rebate, which really was quite a capitulation for the Democrats in the in the Senate. He said, I can work with that. And I think not only did they kind of make an agreement that they would do a one-time tax rebate now, uh, which is about, you know, $907 million in rebates, um, 500 to an individual, 1,000 to a couple. But he, um, you know, they, they also are agreeing to look at tax reform holistically when he writes his budget in a few months and looking at decreasing tax rates across the board going forward. So I think that's a really interesting uh, kind of pivot that he was able to solicit, even though it's taken way too long and we've mixed, missed things like the back-to-school tax holiday because we didn't have uh, the budget signed um, and some other real, you know, unfortunate, uh, you know, kind of uh, jeopardy that we put families in when, um, you know, it's it's a really hard time for families. And that kind of political posturing, I think, was unnecessary. These concessions and conversations could have happened long before July 1. As you know, John, I'm, I'm John, Jeff, I'm so sorry. As you know, Jeff, we've seen the report that came out, um, you know, just last week, I guess, that every family pretty much in Virginia on average is paying, and across the country, over $700 more a month. That's right. For cost of living, just regular costs. So, it really goes a long way to allow a family to decide how their money is used and to let them keep that money and not keep taking it from the state. And, you know, there are the kind of the people that are um, denigrating the governor's plan are saying, well, no, no, we have a, a funding deficit in education and we really need to fund that. This governor has included such enormous investments in education. It is the largest education budget in the history of Virginia. And he is making those investments. He's ensuring that we cover learning loss. And if he says this isn't, a, you know, this or that, it says this and that. We can do both, but we have to do it frugally and thoughtfully and recognize that that is a benefit that, you know, we are able to uh, use to make the economy and the entire, you know, state of Virginia better going forward. But it takes somebody leading and making a change. Siobhan Donovan is joining us. Dr. Donovan is a uh, member of the state Senate. She's, she's going to run for re-election. we got early voting starting in about, uh, in about four weeks. You're talking yes, a little sir. bit about back-to-school, Siobhan. I mean, so many of us through the years have counted on that back-to-school tax holiday, just a little uh, something extra this year, as you point out. Every one of us, $709 extra per month is the figure. Let's talk about education and, and let's talk about getting back to school. Your opponent happens to be somebody, if we want to be brutally honest about it, uh, he's he's advancing all of the concerns of the teachers' unions and doesn't seem like he gives a damn at all about to parents or kids. Well, and I think it goes deeper than that, Jeff, because, you know, I, you know, I was at the Parents Matter rally with the governor and we were we were talking and listening really listening to constituents talk about this. And as I prepared for that rally, I remembered what my life was like growing up. And that that parent-teacher team yeah. uh, was necessary to guide me, and it was formidable, and it was an authority that really shaped me. And I think that, you know, I think that teachers stand with the parents. Teachers want parents engaged. 
They want to work with them. They want to amplify what they know about each child. Heck, they've got all these kids in a classroom they need to figure out. And parents have a lot to bring to the table to inform them. So I really, I think the hard part for me about teachers unions and how they shape the conversation of education in Virginia is that they pretend they're for teachers, but they're not. And it's not what we've seen. You know, I remember when we were looking at opening schools and Henrico told their teachers and said, do you want to come back to school in the fall? What, what do you want to do? Keep in mind, a lot of these teachers are parents who are not only teaching their classes remotely online, they were teaching their own children. And 92% of Henrico teachers said, we want to go back. And so, you know, this movement to keep schools closed was not to protect teachers. Um, I, I think it was to show, you know, you know, that there, there was power and leverage and deciding what went forward. And so I agree with you. I think, um, you know, it's, it's an unusual position that he takes to take many of the positions he does opposed to parental notification of sexually explicit materials, you know, really, um, in opposed to, in favor of so many of the teachers unions initiatives. And I really feel like that's a betrayal to his own peer group, his own teachers. I couldn't agree more. Listen, we're getting closer and closer to the uh, to the start of early voting. We had spoken about secure your vote and uh, getting votes in early. You want to remind everybody uh, how they are able to do all of that? Yes, you can go on my website. You can go just you know just type in secure your vote, and you will um, be get to an incredibly easy site where you can sign up for an absentee ballot, which is fantastic. You can also just um, sign in that you're going to be an early voter, and they will help remind you. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Make sure you get to the polls. But there is an absolute fervor. Uh, The governor, again, has led. And there is, you know, there is a passion. There's an enthusiasm in, um, in Republicans and concerned parents and swing voters who believe in the principles that Governor Youngkin articulates. And they know that they need to reelect me for me to help him get without me 
we are not going to be able to have the majority in the Senate. Absolutely. And so it's really an imperative so that we can advance this agenda and not have another situation where a political, you know, posturing causes us to go without a budget for four months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So remind everybody, Siobhan, if you, if you don't mind, remind everybody of the actual website address. Donovan Delivers. We would love to have you come look at a lot of the information I've put out about what I've done to serve you. I actually get things done. It's what my mother taught me, be a part of the solution. Actions speak louder than words. And that's an interesting contrast compared to my opponent who really wants to talk about, um, you know, pretty progressive ideology. But action is not his strong suit. No doubt about that. Listen, I appreciate you being here. I look forward to chatting again soon. Uh, That is Dr. Siobhan Donovich, a member of the uh, Virginia State Senate. She is seeking re-election. As I said, uh, I have been so happy having her as my state senator the last few years. She does get stuff done. She's a brilliant woman, great team in her office. And because of redistricting, we're going to get a new state senator. So the people now in Enrico, especially, you you haven't had the uh, services from Senator Donovan. You're going to be very happy, and you should learn more. DonovanDelivers.com, DonovanDelivers.com. It is 345, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. News Radio WRVA. It is a Wednesday afternoon. We are uh, going to be talking a little bit about the debate coming up tonight. Are you going to watch the debate? I got news for you. I don't know that I'll watch it tonight. In fact, I can almost guarantee you I will not watch it tonight. I got other things that I'm doing. I, I just, I refuse to be beholden at this point to debates that just have these random rules they pull out of their ear. See, it would seem to me, as a Republican, I should have some input on who I can see, who I can hear, who I can listen to, who I can examine as possible candidates. And I don't know that I want, I know I certainly don't need, the gatekeepers at Fox News telling me, oh, well, this is a legitimate candidate. This is not a legitimate candidate. You should do this. Look, I, I just don't care. I don't care. You, you may like Fox News. You may dislike Fox News. Maybe you're going to be watching the chat between Tucker Carlson and President Trump. Tell you what, I think it'll be far more interesting. I think there'll be far more developments that come from it. The debate tonight features a number of people that I certainly would never even think about voting for. I think Chris Christie is one of the biggest clowns I've ever seen, literally and figuratively. I just think he's devolved into this this buffoon. And his whole mission is to go after his former buddy, Donald Trump. You have a friend like that. You don't need enemies. Now, it is a big night for Ron DeSantis. No question about that. Ron DeSantis has to stand above the rest of this crowd. Because if he doesn't hit it out of the park tonight, his donors are going to start saying, geez, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Maybe we've got to look for someone else. (sighs) I don't know. Joe Biden's pack is having a little bit of trouble. In fact, they're having a lot of trouble. 
Joe Biden's super PAC failed to disclose that millions of dollars that were given to it came from another super PAC. And the reason that they did this, according to a brand new lawsuit, is to hide the names of the actual donors. And that is a major FEC problem. Major violation. Now, what are you going to do? Does anybody actually have any confidence in Biden's Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, looking into this? I don't. I, mean, I wish I did, but I don't. I don't think I've ever been in a position to not trust as many people as I have historically trusted as a matter of re- of, of recourse. Always. I never, ever would have thought. I couldn't have imagined that there would be a day in time where I would have to sit here and say, I don't have confidence in that Department of Justice right now to do the right thing. Now, I'm not talking about the line guys. I'm not talking about the brick agents, whether it's FBI or DEA or IRS or any of that. I mean, the, 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 the men and women on the ground are doing their job. Make no mistake about that. But it's the highest levels now that just don't seem to be interested in, oh, I don't know, criminal activity, suspected criminal activity on the part of the sitting president of the United States. You know as well as I do. Were that hmm, Donald Trump, they'd be all over it. In fact, many of those folks were all over imaginary crimes, pitching all sorts of imaginary criminal acts. It's bizarre, isn't it? It really, really is a strange one. Hey, be sure to check out jeffcatstrip.com. Join me in France. 357 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Wednesday afternoon. Tell you what, a lot of uh, smishing stuff going on, and fishing stuff, and mishing stuff, and all the other goofy words we come up with. But I, I'm continually asked, oh, could you have a few moments? These are all texts. you have a few moments to take a quiz related to such and such a place? And I'm thinking, I don't live there. I've never lived there. I don't have anything to do with that. And the answer is no. Of course, I don't have time to do that because, well, I don't live there. Even if I lived there, I wouldn't have time to give you that information. There's a lot of ways that people are looking to get your stuff. They really, really are. That's why I got Craig Peterson when he joins us on uh, Tuesday afternoons as always. So informative. Eh, a little, a little terrifying. Hey, I got some uh, tickets for you for the big distillery event over at the uh, Muse- uh, Virginia Museum of History and Culture. I'm going to give those to you, not this hour, but next hour. I want to make sure that you are here for that. Uh, we've got Dr. Miriam Grossman joining us. And this is a fascinating woman, a brilliant, brilliant woman. Absolutely brilliant woman. Uh, she is a board-certified child psychiatrist. She has a new book out. It's called Lost in Transnation. She says, this is all ridiculous. All this nonsense that's going on where we're 
giving children medication that uh, prohibits their body, stops their body from properly developing. We're performing these these surgeries, removing perfectly healthy body parts, and none of this, none of this is supported by medicine or science or any of the rest of it. So uh, it's going to be a fascinating conversation with uh, Dr. Miriam Grossman. It's going to happen at uh, 435. Oh, and the debate is tonight. Well, there's a debate tonight. Let me rephrase that. There's some people who didn't get included because these folks just, they come up with items that are random. I just throw stuff at the wall. All right, you have to be uh, somebody who's polling in a certain number. Hmm. I understand that, but then there's the other part of me as a Republican voter that says, I think I'd like to hear from a lot of people, and you're not the only place. We're not living in a time of the Lincoln-Douglas debates anymore. We, we just aren't. You've you got so many different options to watch people, listen to people, read what they have to say, and, and it's all in real time. And we build up these expectations for debates. Okay, listen, it's, it's going to happen. There are eight people on the stage tonight. And I look at them, and for the most part, I think they're all pretty decent people. I, I just I don't like Chris Christie. There's just something about him that rubs me the wrong way. There really is. And I don't know what it is. I just I think he's sort of slimy. There's just something about him. And his, his, his turn on Donald Trump really disturbs me. Because if you remember... 2016, Donald Trump is is cruising towards the nomination. There are many people who are thinking to themselves, saying, man, I don't know if this is going to work. How is he going to do it? There are other people. And Chris Christie dropped out of the race and basically became the point man for Donald Trump on a lot of issues. Then all of a sudden, he's decided, well, I don't like Trump anymore. I, I just, I don't see it. But anyway. I want to uh, share with you a couple of things. Um, Ron DeSantis, who I love. I absolutely love Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. I think he's done tremendous work in Florida. Uh, We, as you know, we thought very, very seriously about simply making the move. Uh, Had Glenn Youngkin not been elected governor, uh, I was was ready for us to, to head south, head to Florida. Uh, Ron DeSantis is a good guy. I don't think his campaign has been great. In fact, I think his campaign has been pretty lackluster, to be honest with you. But that being said, there's going to be a lot of a focus on him this evening. And he has been perceived as, positioned as the alternative to Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump knows that Ron DeSantis is a threat, which is why Ron DeSantis has been the subject of such uh, verbal Trumpisms, right? Ron De Sanctimonious. And Donald Trump seems to take great delight when there are indications that the DeSantis campaign is not going well. He doesn't seem to take such great delight in anybody else's campaign, which also they don't seem to be going all that well. But there are some good people up on that stage, and there's going to be somebody at the end of it who is declared the winner. And maybe things change. I don't know. I don't think so. I think that uh, former President Trump is the guy. I think he's so far ahead in the polls, not just in the Republican primary, but in the general election head-to-head against Joe Biden. 
Right? We chatted yesterday with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And the Democrat National Committee is doing everything they possibly can to keep him on the sidelines. They don't want him getting attention. They don't want him getting any sort of exposure. They don't want him participating in a debate against Joe Biden. Why? Well, because he would wipe the floor with Joe Biden. That's why. And now on the sidelines, if you notice, we're starting to get all the COVID buzz again. Oh, everybody's going to have to wear a mask. In fact, there was a story today, CNN, not surprisingly, CNN's found an expert. And if you want to be an expert on CNN, all you have to do is send them a note and say, hey, I'm an expert. Would you like to talk to me about something? The expert says, oh, people like, well, Joe Biden should start wearing masks immediately if you're over the age of 80. How much you want to bet that becomes a prop for Joe Biden again? And then it becomes an excuse. Oh, he he wasn't he wasn't really sleeping because you all saw him sleeping at that Maui memorial event. The news briefing slash memorial. It was disgusting. Just fell asleep. Like it's the afternoon and he's, I don't know, watching his story on TV. But if he had a mask, people say, oh, well, he wasn't really sleeping. He was trying to examine the mask and, you know, maybe he wasn't getting enough uh, oxygen and he passed out. Joy Reid over at MSNBC. This This is where this is all wound up. I know it's been a long time to get there, and a long and winding road, hasn't it? But, uh, no, Joy Reid is the chief race baiter and bigot at MSNBC. She's an absolutely uh, embarrassing woman. Uh, You don't know that because you don't have to watch MSNBC. I watch MSNBC so that you don't have to. It's okay. You're welcome. Uh, I want you to take a listen to the latest race baiting taking place on the Joy Reid show on MSNBC. Cut number one. Monique Orwell, it feels like, you know, it's not even clear what he was targeting you for other than that you're a black woman who's inconvenient to his politics. Um, And so what does that tell you about what he would do as a president of the United States? Well, listen, we've lost so many freedoms here just over the last year. I think that we all should be very concerned about what that looks like, because essentially, as Andrew said, it's not that he doesn't know. He perfectly well understands that what he's doing is unconstitutional. He just doesn't care. He is an authoritarian, and that is not what this country needs. We need to get back the freedoms that we've lost, not lose more in the process. Mm -hmm. Another far-left winger hates Ron DeSantis. By the way, everything that Ron DeSantis has done in removing state's attorneys in a couple of jurisdictions for dereliction of duty has been ruled constitutional. I, I... I hate, oh man, I hate to be the one to throw these facts into the mix. So they screw up everything, right? You throw the facts in there and your carefully scripted narrative goes all to hell and you got to throw it in the toilet, but eh, what are you going to do? Somebody's got to do it and I, I guess it's me. 413, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 422, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is a Wednesday afternoon. Coming up at uh, 435, Ben Dieter's going to be here. Ben is a good, good guy. He is a solid, real, honest-to-goodness, real news reporter. He's uh, with uh, my buddy Todd Starnes over at uh, KWAM. In Memphis, Todd, as you probably know, spent many, many years on Fox. 
Uh, he's doing a lot of work these days with Newsmax, but he also bought a radio station in his hometown of Memphis, and he said, I'm going to go out and hire people who are honest-to-goodness reporters. And I'll tell you what, we got one. We got one with uh, with Ben Dieter. So Ben's going to be along because he is really following this debate thing, and I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing and trying to figure out. Uh, he's going to watch it. I know that. And as I said, I'm not going to watch it live. I don't think I'm going to watch it live. I will, uh, watch, I will watch it because I feel like I have to, but uh, I don't know that I'm going to watch it live. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want – gosh, I hate to do this, but all right, I, I'm going to do it. It's another MSNBC moment, and I will, I'm will. i going to say it again. Yes, I watch MSNBC so that you don't have to. It's all right. You're welcome. Uh, again, racial nonsense. Just complete and total nonsense that they're just making up in the effort that they have ongoing at MSNBC to be bigoted and, uh, and hateful. It's really shameful. Cut number three. So you were able to track down um, members of the Little Rock Nine, meaning those nine brave students who in 1957 um, defied mob-enforced segregation to get into Little Rock Central High. Um, And they are reacting to this decision to downgrade AP African American Studies and for Little Rock Central High to teach it anyway. What are they telling you when you track them down? Yes, so um, I had the opportunity to speak with um, Terrence Roberts, who was one of the nine students to, you know, help um, cross that color barrier um, in Little Rock, Arkansas. And, you know, some of the feedback he just bluntly gave me is that he thinks, you know, the state needs to get out of the way, um, that students need to have the opportunity to learn, um, that going over this this era in um, the country's history is something, you know, that needs to happen. And um, Elizabeth Edford, who I think um, many people may recognize from that um, historic photo of wearing, you know, the sunglasses, is there's just um, a white teenager just yelling um, behind her, um, as she tries to, you know, go about um, that moment, um, you know, she said that she felt like this is, you know, an attempt to this greater attempt to erase history. So um, they're definitely watching what's, you know, happening in this moment for sure. Except there's nothing happening in this moment. It's simply racial Maddow and, you know, somebody else pitching yet another story. That is, to put it mildly, fictional. Yeah, is what it is, I suppose. 426, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. 437, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is a Wednesday afternoon, and uh, there are plenty of folks, plenty of folks who have decided tonight's the night. We're going to pick a president. Eh. We're going to pick a nominee. Yeah. We're going to watch eight people audition to be secretary of something. Yeah, I'm thinking that might be your answer. I don't know if any of these eight will emerge strong enough to actually knock former president Donald Trump out of the running. I, I don't see it. That's all I'm going to tell you. But uh, all of that being said, there are going to be plenty of folks watching. Now, remember, it's on Fox News, and there's all sorts of... Uh, reasons that uh, you and I may not be as enamored of Fox News today as we might have been 
in the past. I will tell you somebody who was following it closely. This is his assignment. You know, my dear friend Todd Starnes, uh, a brilliant, brilliant guy, was on Fox News for years, doing a lot of stuff with Newsmax these days, has that wonderful national program, his website, toddstarns.com. Uh, for me, anyway, a must-read a couple of times a day. And Todd went out, he bought his hometown radio station, the mighty uh, 990 KWAM in Memphis, Tennessee. And he said, I'm going to hire the best, the brightest, the youngest. And uh, Ben Dieter happens to be one of those guys. I've been so impressed listening to Ben uh, throughout the last year or so. And I know Ben has this assignment. So, Ben, good afternoon, sir. Jeff, that was a very kind introduction. I don't know about the brightest, but I am a young... I would say I'm one of the younger people here. I'll say that. You are one of the youngest people, period, inside of radio news. And I got to tell you something, my friend. You do a phenomenal job. You got great things ahead of you. I I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. I mean, I I do feel like I learned from the best. And I don't think Todd's listening, but better for my Christmas bonus if he is. Uh, I say I feel like I went to the Todd Starn School of Broadcasting because he's been great. He showed me the ropes. He taught me there's no place we don't go. As a matter of fact, I was doing a phoner with Todd on his national show today. Marjorie Taylor Greene gets out of her suburban uh, sub, uh, SUV. Excuse me. I jump over there. Thought for a second, Jeff, she was going to tackle me, but I got the interview. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you do reporting the way that uh, that it ought to be done. So listen, Todd has given you the uh, the duty, has he not, to really take a look at this debate tonight? It's a very up-close view of the debate. So close that Doug Bergen and his crutches nearly took me out. Uh, So it's a very neat opportunity to be here right on Media Row. For those maybe not familiar, that's towards the back of this, this forum here in downtown Milwaukee, where you have, I would say, over 200 members of the press, national, local news, sitting here in this back room where the candidates will actually come out following the debate and do the spin. That's why it's titled the spin room. And that's what has been controversial as you've been following uh, just news breaking just a couple days ago that Trump's surrogates, his aides won't be allowed in here. It will be interesting to see how this night plays out. Let me ask you, Ben, as you're talking with uh, some of the uh, the folks that are there, whether they're elected officials or people seeking office or, or fellow uh, reporters, is there, on the Fox News side, is there a palpable anti-Trump feeling? There, There's, in the coverage, certainly that, that sentiment. I mean, I've, I've been watching a lot of it throughout the day. And they really are refusing to address him. They are making this about President Biden. These candidates are going after President. No, they're not. They have to go through President Trump. He's not in the room, but he is absolutely in this room. It's like the elephant that showed up, but he's not here physically. And they're avoiding mentioning that in a lot of their coverage. But it's hard to miss them. I was outside the forum just an hour ago and Trump supporters, like they typically do, they show up in force. They're all around this building, and all of these candidates and their aides have got to go through them. 
Wow, this is going to be fascinating. Uh, ben Dieter is joining us. Ben is the uh, uh, the national correspondent uh, for Starnes Media Group. That's my friend Todd Starnes and his national show and his great radio station there in Memphis. So, as, as you are there, you're you're on Media Row. You're 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 covering this. Uh, you know a fair amount about each of these eight candidates, Ben. Who is it that you think is going to shine the most tonight? I think Vivek Ramaswamy is going to do what he's been doing, yeah. which is, you know, getting that moment on uh, on national press like we've been seeing. He's, he's great at these one lines. He's great at taking on hostile press. He goes to those spaces on MSNBC, CNN. You're going to see Nikki Haley come out swinging, mm-hmm. attacking people like Vivek Ramaswamy and Tim Scott. She just went after him on his stance on China and TikTok. So I think she's going to come out power, powerful and, and taking some swipes. And then, of course, Governor Ron DeSantis is in the center of this stage. And his campaign has come out, told Fox News Digital this morning, that there's no question he will be the number one guy taking all of these attacks. And as I heard that, I'm thinking, what are the attacks on? I mean, you're, you're truly a pretty flawless candidate when you look at him. And yet that's not driving Trump's base to move from a Trump over to a DeSantis. I think this is a big make or break for DeSantis, who is just needing uh, some energy and some boost in those polling numbers, especially in places like New Hampshire. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%, Ben. I, I, I happen to to love Ron DeSantis. Uh, I, I really do. I think he's been a great governor in Florida. I think he's right on the issues. Uh, this campaign that has been run so far, I, I just, uh, I don't know. I just haven't... Uh, Quite, uh, seen it actually hit the ground running the way it's and supposed just, to be. So, can yeah, I, he's can I be... ask you that question real quick? When, when the campaign comes out and says that they do expect a lot of these attacks to come towards him tonight, what do you think those attacks are? I, I mean, if Trump was on this stage, <laughs> the debate stage tonight, there would be attacks. They would yeah. be going back and forth. I don't know of any other candidate that has gone on the record already and, and attacked him because I don't see the issue. Yeah. I, well, if uh, Ben, if I am inside the Ron DeSantis camp, here's what I'm thinking. Ron is right on all of the issues, but he has broken with Donald Trump. Now, the other candidates have different positions. As you say, Nikki Haley's can, is uh, attacking Tim Scott, who was sort of the, uh, the darling for a little bit of time. And I think there's still a lot of people flocking to him. But I think that it's almost an invite from the DeSantis camp so that the, the, the cameras stay focused on him and he has an opportunity to deliver some one-liners that he's been honing. I think that's what that is. I think they're inviting the other side to attack. And then Ron DeSantis gets to say, hey, that's nonsense. Look at what we've done in Florida and get it back on the issues. I, I hear what you're saying, and I think you're right. I will be very shocked if that happens tonight. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know that they'll have the time in those little bitty moments that they're given to give a response to actually attack Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. I just, maybe that happens. I'll be very shocked if it does. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, if we were betting people, we could uh, throw a dollar into the pot. Uh, <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, let's do. All right, I'm in for a buck, man. We'll see if uh, <laughs> if it works out that way. Uh, I'm about- a reporter. I need to pay my rent. <laughs> I forgot. All right, we'll make it two dollars then. Okay. Uh, you got Brett Bear. You got uh, Martha McCollum. Right. These these are going to be the uh, the moderators. They've already talked about how they're going to manage things and manage the crowd. Uh, how long you think it is until everything just breaks down into chaos? 
Well, it's going to be very interesting because speaking of those two, I mean, Brett Baer just came out recently, sat down with Politico, and I think this is very fascinating. He said, um, and I'll read his quote, in other words, Trump will be part of the questioning. There will be sound bites. There may be elements where this is what the leader of the primary says about the issue and follows up with he will be there. So there's no question they are going to ignite. They're going to put the kindling in there. They're going to light the match and let those candidates go. I really think that's what's going to happen because they need ratings after all. And without Trump there, there's not going to be great ratings tonight you you are spot on ben man i i i again i'm not really a betting guy but i got to imagine there's going to be a huge chunk of america watching president trump and tucker carlson and many parts of america will simply hear about uh the debate tonight tomorrow morning there's no question and you've got to look at the ratings back in 2015 when when trump notoriously went up there refused to raise his hand say he would pledge and commit to support the eventual nominee then got into it with megan kelly yep that that pulled in 24 million viewers to fox that night fast forward to january 2016 when he said no i'm not doing it you're treating me bad i'm 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 snubbing you it dropped to 12.5 million (laughs) and i can imagine in 2023 with all the tucker carlson shenanigans it's going to be well below that Absolutely. I mean, the the star of this debate, even though he's not there, is Donald Trump. And between Donald Trump and Tucker Carlson, there are, let me count them, one, two, three, there will be four fingers from those two wagging and waving at uh, Fox News. Man, you're going to have a blast tonight, Ben. I, I can't wait. I want to check in with you after it all takes place. We'll uh, find out what you thought of it. And, um, you know, one of us is going to have to pay off big time. I, I'm looking forward to the conversation. I do have to go though because they tell me this is the cheese state. I thought this was. In, I thought Milwaukee was in Minnesota. Learn today it's in Wisconsin, so I'm going to go get some cheese. All right, get cheese curds. That's the only way to go. That's all I'm going to say. All right, my friend Ben Dieter from Starnes Media Group. He is there in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, he's covering the debate tonight, and as he points out, there's going to be eight people on stage, but the star of that debate is going to be a guy who's not even there. And we've already heard from uh, from the folks from Fox News. Oh, yeah, a lot of the questions are going to relate to Donald Trump. You think that's fair? Because I got news for you. If you are really running against Joe Biden, which is what each of the eight say, then you want to be asked questions about Joe Biden. But here's the reality. You have to get a nomination first. And that means you are running against Donald Trump. And Fox will be desperate for any sort of viewership, and that's why they're going to make Donald Trump, the star of that debate, even though he will not be there. 446, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Five oh five, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, there's going to be a debate tonight amongst uh, eight people who would like to be the Republican nominee for president. I'm not sure that uh, any of those eight are going to get any closer than they are right now. Former President Donald Trump is so far ahead at this point. But we'll see. I don't know. I I find it fascinating. I really do. I find it fascinating that the leftists are, are so desperate. How many times have they indicted the former President Trump now? Four separate times? 
Chris Christie, who is your is your useful Republican. You know, the phrase, of course, is useful idiot. But in this case, he's your useful Republican. Uh, he's out there talking about that. And part of the equation that I, I really do believe is missed by many of the folks who are not Donald Trump is the fact that people who voted for Donald Trump are loyal supporters of Donald Trump. And given the opportunity, uh, they will vote for Donald Trump. And the more that Chris Christie becomes the, the tool of the leftists, the less likely he gets any further than where he is. And it, it calls into question friendship and loyalty. Because Chris Christie and Donald Trump were actually friends. And Chris Christie did a lot of the heavy lifting for Donald Trump in the past. But he's he's just fallen in with that crowd, I guess, where likes the uh, the parties. I'm assuming they come with these all-you-can-eat buffets, and he's just just happy to do what they ask him to do. All right, so be it. What are you going to do? Uh, coming up at uh, 535, this is a very important topic. It's, it, it's a huge issue, as you know. This uh, trans stuff that is now taking over America. Joe Biden and his crew have decided, yeah, boys can be girls, girls can be boys. Let's give everybody pills and medicine and surgery. Yeah, why not? Just go hacking parts off if you want. And you think, but these are children. Right? We wouldn't trust these children with any other issue but you're going to tell me that that child can say to you oh yes i'm really supposed to be such and such well, how do you know that well i feel that way what does that mean what does it mean to feel like a girl do we go to a dr shania twain and ask her what it feels like or, or do we really say hey wait a minute what are you talking about pbs uh state-run media is doing everything it possibly can to support, as they always do, the left-wing agenda. Take a listen to cut number two. Montana law is set to take effect in October, banning certain medical treatments for minors with gender dysphoria. The bill's backers say the intent is to protect children from making irreversible medical decisions that they may regret later. Opponents say the ban is dangerous and unethical. Joe Lassar of Montana PBS reports on how families and medical providers are preparing for the new reality. I'm a disgrace to the cooking world because I put corn in my fried rice. In Helena, Montana, it's 17-year-old Sid Beardsley's turn to cook dinner for the family. All good? Mm. Okay. Come dish up? Yeah. Okay. When I was 12, I hit the point where my brain just like, you don't, I don't really feel like a female. Then once I hit 14, I kind of hit the point of like, no, I'm definitely not a female. Sid identifies as non-binary transmasculine. Assigned female at birth, Sid neither identifies as a boy nor a girl, but feels a connection to masculinity. Like they've never been perfect of any type of child. They've been every kid. They've been monkey climbing trees. They've been my Rapunzel princess wearing the dress and the beautiful long flowing hair. It wasn't really a surprise when Sid came out. I mean, I kind of always knew they were a little different, but... 
While they weren't exactly surprised when Sid came out, it did take some time to adjust. It's definitely scary for five seconds. Could you say, what does that mean? For the Beardsleys, that meant getting treatment to affirm Sid's gender identity. At 14, Sid started taking puberty blockers, and at 17, began hormone therapy. The Beardsleys firmly feel that this was the right choice for Sid. Oh, do they? Okay, well, I would dare say that the Beardsleys seem to be just about out of their mind. And uh, Sid is a singular person. So when you use the pronoun they, you're exposing yourself again as a moron. Really, what a flippin' maroon. What a maroon. Exactly my point. They. There's one person there. Well, Sid uh, said, uh, well, I, I didn't really feel like a girl. I didn't really feel like a boy. I don't care how you feel. I know that sounds like a terrible thing. In fact, I know it. I know. Oh, my God. I can't believe you said it. I said it. Because there's some things that are not subject to how you feel. You can look outside, and it is raining. Do you say to yourself, well, I, I don't feel like it is raining. Well, you can feel that all day. That doesn't mean that it's not raining. Both of my boys told us when they were about four, oh, they were, uh, they were trains. And they believed it. They believed it to their very core. Did we say, oh, okay, well, we're going to stop feeding you food. We'll just get you coal or one of you in an electrical train. Have to have you hold on to the electrical outlet. That doesn't work out too well if you are, you know, not a train. Now, if Sid at 18 says, huh, I don't know, I've just got feelings this way and feelings that way and feelings, hey, how bad? Not my business. And as terrible as it sounds, I don't really care. But here's what I'm not about to go along with. All of the nonsense. All of the silliness. Well, that child identifies as a cat. We're going to have to get a brush and a litter. No, no, we're not. You're going to say to that child, guess what? You're not a cat. You're a human being. Well, I, I don't know if I feel like a girl or a boy. Well, once again, not a matter of how you feel because it's irrelevant. This is about as basic as it gets. It is XX and it's XY. And it is so simple and direct that even I can understand it. XX does not equal XY. And XY does not equal XX. And it never will. You can dress any way you want. I don't care. You can have whatever uh, name you'd like. You, you can have whatever hairstyle you'd like. I mean, you do whatever you want to do. But some things will not change. And it doesn't matter how much you huff and puff and Stamp your feet. They're just not going to change. Your preferred pronouns. Really? How about your majesty? Does that work for you? How about leave me alone? That's my preferred pronoun. How about you focus on really, really, really vital issues? Understand that this is all part of the the left-wing agenda. It really is. They love this sort of nonsense because it destabilizes society, and it helps to destroy the nuclear family. That's what the real goal is here.
514, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. 521, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is Wednesday now, 535. We're going to chat with a board-certified child psychiatrist. Why? Because we have a terrible situation going on in America right now where we are allowing children to engage in behavior that is, to put it mildly, dangerous. And we've got a whole political establishment doing everything possible to convince these children that uh, they should engage in this behavior. It is dangerous. Any one of us who is a parent can look at this and, and just say, man, this is, this is just wrong about everything. There is going to be that debate tonight uh, amongst eight Republicans. Our friend uh, Bishop E.W. Jackson is running for president as well. He's running for the Republican nomination. He wasn't invited to this debate. We're going to chat with him in the not-too-distant future. And over in the legacy news media arena, they just don't get it. They don't understand why Joe Biden is just not doing better than he is. One of those who is, well, he's, he's doing everything he can. And he's puzzled and flummoxed. Uh, Chuck Todd, cut number one. Now, one thing I want to point out here is I want to show you his, his, this stuff has taken a huge toll on him. You know, Biden, right before the 2020 election, he was right side up, which in our polarized politics <laughs> is quite astonishing. But look, Trump and Rudy Giuliani began this campaign to try to tarnish Biden, to try to turn him into the Clinton name, you know, with the, with the obsession over, over the Ukraine businesses with Hunter. And it's worked. His numbers now look more like Hillary Clinton 16 than Biden 20. Kimberly, we, uh, maybe, a, maybe abortion is the difference there, that that, that, that that will bail him out. But that doesn't look good for him. Well, it, it won't bail, it, bail him out on its own. I mean, yeah. to the point about focusing on the economy. Yes, the economy is important. The two biggest issues is democracy and an offshoot of that is the abortion issue. Right. That is something that should be front and center of a message. Yes, you have to talk about the economy. And through that, he can tout the achievements that he made and sort of boost that incumbency value. But he seems to be campaigning in a bygone era that he feels more comfortable in, that he wants to, wishes the world were. But that's not where we are. All right now we have the former president about to go on trial for attacking the nation's election. Hmm. I see. Well, okay. Um, we also have real people every day who go and try and fill the car up with gasoline and realize I, I, I don't have money for that. As we get closer and closer to $4 a gallon. This just hits all of us in a very real sort of a way. People go into the supermarket and say, well, chicken is more expensive than it was. Chicken used to be the go-to, right? Everybody wanted steak, but not everybody could afford steak, so you get chicken or ground beef, and now those are increasing in costs. The fact of the matter is people are not doing well. The fact of the matter is that we're looking at this administration sending billions and trillions of dollars to Ukraine and telling the people in Maui, screw you. Telling the people in East Palestine, uh, yeah, we'll get around to you at some point. 
it's an outrageous situation. It's just awful. It is absolutely awful. Hey, gang, I got one more pair of tickets today for this this great event. It is over at the uh, Virginia Museum of History and Culture. It's the uh, big Virginia distillery event. There's all sorts of distillers coming in. You win the ticket, you're going to get uh, samples as much as you want. Uh, no limit on that. There's going to be music. There's going to be food concessions there. Uh, it is ticketed. You've got to have a ticket. Obviously, everybody's got to be 21 plus, and you get a commemorative glass. You want to get a pair of tickets? I want to make it easy for you. We'll take caller number 11 right now, 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. You'll get a pair of tickets and have an absolute blast and a half. 526, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. News Radio WRVA. It is Wednesday afternoon. You and I spend so much time trying to figure out the uh, the transgender agenda. Now, if you're an adult and you decide you want to do this, you want to do that, I- I'm not sure that I am uh, going to spend a lot of time thinking about it. What I am concerned with are the issues involving our children. Look, I'm the father of three kids. I, I've been through this, and I, I've been through kids saying, oh, I'm this, I'm that, I want to do this. I want to." Okay, well, there comes a point, I think, as responsible adults, as, as loving parents, you say, no, you're, you're not going to chop a perfectly healthy part of your body off. No, we're not going to put you on massive amounts of medication that will change how you develop. And yet, somehow, we're the bad people because we say... We're just not on board with this. There's a brand new book out. It's called Lost in Transnation, and it is written by Dr. Miriam Grossman, who I should point out for the record, is a board-certified child psychiatrist. In other words, she's a real doctor. She knows of what she speaks, and she is, like many of us, concerned about this. Dr. Grossman, thank you for being here. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for having me. Thank you. I want to. I would just want to jump right into this. You've been practicing more than a couple of weeks. You've seen this throughout the years, right? <laughs> you've been you've been talking about this throughout your entire career. But now, all of a sudden, I- instead of dealing with these issues by by chatting with a psychiatrist or addressing that modality, you're we're told, oh no, just go in there and we're going to see surgeons. I mean, it's craziness. Well, yeah, it's madness. So that's why I called my book. A child psychiatrist guide out of the madness. Yeah. Uh, I've seen hundreds of parents, and I've seen a lot of the kids as well, who are unhappy with their bodies and are have been led to believe and do believe that they were simply born in the wrong body. Mm-hmm. Now, I want your audience to understand that there is no medical or scientific basis for such a belief. Absolutely okay. none. And so I wrote this book as a practical guide for parents to protect their families against this transgender contagion, this medical scandal that we are currently in. It is a contagion because it is spread between friend groups, and those friends can be at school or online. And I'm warning parents, as school is beginning soon, do not be naive. Mm-hmm. Schools, unfortunately, it gives me no joy to say this, schools cannot be trusted. There are activists in our schools 
some of them are rather militant activists, Mm -hmm. and they seek to influence your children. You have to put the school on notice and tell them that you will not allow any of it. I have on my website, on the landing page of my website, I have a form for parents that can be downloaded, signed, and given in to the principal at the school that says, we do not permit our child to be exposed to gender ideology, whether it be in a classroom, at a special event, at an assembly, at a club, wherever it is, we do not permit it. Mm -hmm. We do not permit our child to be called by a different name or pronouns. We do not permit our kids to use the the bathroom of the opposite sex. This is the world we're living in right now, Jeff, in which schools will permit kids to do this, call them by a different name. They will keep two different records, one Mm -hmm. with their their, uh, given name, their legal name, and the other with their chosen name. And they will hide this from the parents if the child chooses and says to the school, please don't tell my parents about this. They will not. And I have seen one family after the other that finds out that their child has been so-called transitioned at school, mm-hmm. and it's been going on for months. Wow. Wow. So I, parents, yeah. No, I, I have to jump in for a second, Dr. Grossman, because, you know, if you control the language, you control the story. If you dictate the terms, then you can dictate what the discussion becomes. And so instead of saying, well, we're going to give medication which will stop your body from developing, we're going to perform surgery that will remove perfectly healthy body parts, we're told that this is, quote, gender-affirming, that it's crucial, that it's life-saving. Do any of those terms really mean anything in practice? Well, of course, you know, Orwell taught us that language is a tool. Language is used to shape the way we think. Now, no one wants to be non-affirming of a child. That sounds terrible. We only want to be affirming of a child, except in this case, when you're affirming a gender, you are denying the child's biological reality, Mm -hmm. and that is not doing the child any favor in the long run. That is not doing the child a favor because they are permanently, from the moment of fertilization conception, that child is either a boy or a girl. And we are not doing them a favor by saying, using phrases such as sex assigned at birth and teaching, you know, teaching preschoolers that sometimes the adults make mistakes and only you know if you're a girl or a boy. So this is a dangerous, dangerous belief system. It is not based in anything medical or scientific. It is more like a religion. Mm -hmm. And they are bombarding your child with this religion at some schools. I'm not saying all schools. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying all school staff. But yes, some some staff are. And you really have to be uh, wary and proactive. So with this form that was written by attorneys, um, parents can sign it, and they are putting the school on notice that they will not go for any of this. And 
from the families I've heard back from just this morning, a bunch of families told me that they went in, they gave it to the principal, they tell the principal to please place it in my child's permanent folder, mm-hmm. and the principal has thanked them and said, we will, we respect your wishes, and I am sending copies of this to all your children's teachers. Wow. Very important. I love that. Dr. Miriam Grossman is joining us. Her website, by the way, miriamgrossmanmd.com, miriamgrossmanmd.com. We've heard so much about how this is played out around the world, and yet uh, places like uh, Britain, Sweden, Finland now are saying we're not doing any of those surgeries that you guys are doing in the United States, right? That's correct. Uh, Britain, Sweden, Finland, Norway, and a few days ago, Denmark as well, uh, all announced that after reviewing the data, reviewing the research, the conclusion was unanimous in all these cases that we have insufficient evidence to show long-term benefit to these kids, but there is evidence of long-term harm to the children Mm -hmm. and teenagers, so therefore they are changing their policies, and they are suggesting that these kids, instead of being medicalized with hormones and surgeries, that they be given psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. But here in this country, so-called gender-affirming care is going strong. Uh, We have our government, our uh, Health and Human Services Secretary, Admiral Dr. Rachel Levine, who is constantly standing up and telling parents that there's only one solution for their child who has gender distress, just one solution, that there's a medical consensus, the Admiral tells us. Mm. This is false. There is no medical consensus, and parents need to be aware of what's happening in those Scandinavian and European countries and in other places in the world. It's going to happen here as well. We are currently outliers. But every day, parents are taking their kids to gender clinics, and they are trusting those clinics to do the medically correct thing, to do the ethical thing with their child, Mm -hmm. and they're trusting them. And so they're signing on the dotted line. My book gives all the information to parents, the information they're not going to get at the gender clinic. I want parents to be completely informed and know about this debate and understand this debate so that they can make a more informed choice with their child. I want folks to get a copy of this, Dr. Grossman. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that MiriamGrossmanMD.com is the best place to get a copy of Lost in Transnation, correct? Well, yeah, the link, yeah, there's a link there to Amazon. If you try to get it on your own at in Amazon, um, they have a lot of bogus books out there that are trying to trick you into thinking it's my book. Uh-huh. So, yeah, please use, please use the link on, on my website. In addition, um, I'm very troubled that Barnes and Nobles is making it extremely difficult to get my book. They're essentially censoring my book so i do not suggest trying to get it through barnes and nobles okay. um you know this is a book that tells the truth yeah. 
So that's always dangerous these days. I'm sure you know that, Jeff. It is very, very dangerous. But I, I, I salute you for standing up and uh, letting people know what the truth is, being out there. Uh, it is a book that everybody who has a child, uh, it's going to school especially, uh, has got to take a look at Lost in Translation, a child psychiatrist's guide out of the madness. Dr. Grossman, thank you for being here. That is Miriam Grossman, her website, miriamgrossmanmd.com. Lost in Translation, a child psychiatrist's guide out of the madness, so that we are all clear. She is a medical doctor. This is her practice. This is what she has done for decades. And she says this this rush to surgery, this rush to pills is dangerous. It's bad. And it's wrong. It's 546. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 552, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is a Wednesday afternoon, and this evening, some folks are going to watch the uh, eight Republicans who have been selected by Fox News for this debate. I personally happen to like all of them. I like each of them. Well, maybe not Chris Christie, but all right. So seven out of eight is not bad, I suppose. And they all have interesting ideas, and they seem like nice people. And I I would enjoy having a cup of coffee or a sandwich or a beer or what have you. I just don't know that any of them are actually going to wind up as the Republican Party nominee. And I'm, I'm not sure that any of them should wind up as the Republican Party nominee. I think that former President Trump did a tremendous job as president. And I think his policies were right. He was able to restore this nation to some of its greatness. And I also think that he's got a personality that, in all candor, just rubs a whole bunch of people the wrong way. He is what he is. He's a, a loudmouth New York construction guy. But I don't know that that disqualifies him from president when you look at what he was able to accomplish. Is it enough to bring him over the finish line? Again, I don't know. I don't do predictions. But I do look at these eight, and again, Ron DeSantis is someone that I I love. I would love to see Ron DeSantis as president. I think he's brilliant. I think his policies are right. I think he's tough as nails. Uh, I, I don't think he has that rub-you-the-wrong-way personality that Trump has. But I also, I don't know that this is his time. I really would have preferred to see a Trump-DeSantis ticket. That all of it got hammered out somewhere, and Donald Trump said, Yeah, you know what? I know you want to be president, but here, here's the reality. I'm running. I'm running for re-election. So if you are willing... To go along for four years as vice president, you'll be there. I'm not going to run for re-election. I can't run for re-election. And you'll be right there. You'll be ready to roll. We could have had 12 amazing years in this country. We could have fixed the damage that this buffoon Joe Biden has done. But that didn't happen. I'm still wondering if it could be a Trump-Kennedy ticket. I thought Robert F. Kennedy Jr. had some incredible things to say. And, yeah, I'm going to go see him this evening. He's going to be at uh, uh, Ember Music Hall, uh, 309 East Broad Street. In fact, that's supposed to kick off right around 6 o'clock, run till about 8.30. It's free. It's open to the public. I 
might very well see you there. I want you to have a fantastic evening. God willing, you and I get the chance to do this all over again tomorrow, starting at 3. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRB. And Viacom deals Going home now to stay We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s And each line is only $25 a month New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us And four lines for $25 per line per month With eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.